Good day, everyone. My name is Bob Smith. I am the Chief Investment Officer here at Sage Advisory Services, and I'm very happy to be joined today by uh, other members of our investment committee. Generally, in our investment committee meeting, uh, one of the things that we like to do is is, is very quickly review um, what might be a curveball, things that are perhaps the unknown uh, unknowns or even a known unknown. And I, I'll just go around, you know, the uh, the horn here and ask each one of our our uh, participants today to, you know, give us their their worst nightmare in terms of something that didn't quite work out that, you know, has a, a reasonable possibility and could impact the market. Uh, Rob? Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of things to worry about. We're hanging our hat on the on on a recovery uh, that is based on, you know, success of the vaccine and the consumer continue to spend. So something some event that that derails that earlier in the year uh, would be catastrophic. Right. If, if the vaccines don't take hold, they're not distributed. Someone dr they drop the ball in some way and we don't get off to a good start because a lot of things, a lot of positivity is baked into the cake here. We've been talking a lot about reflation and things like that, and it's 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 based on activity coming back online uh, quickly and and smoothly. And so, I don't know what would derail that. It looks good, but when things look good, often there's more under the surface that could derail that. So that would be something out of the gate, and then and then, you know, many things later on in the year. Sure. So I, 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 I tend to agree with you, you know, oh, <laughs> science is science and, you know, that's why they have, you know, things called laboratories and if things don't work out, you know, they kind of go back and have to figure it out again, going back to the drawing board. So who knows, you know, maybe, maybe these vaccines aren't the wonder drugs that they are portrayed to be. And certainly that has been featured in the valuations of, of securities around the world in the sense that there's great hope that's already priced into the market. So Thomas, what do you think is, you know, the worst curveball that you might uh, have to deal with? We had a conversation with the portfolio team this morning specifically about this. Uh, and I asked the same question, you know, what is it, what is it that we think could cause some unforeseen turbulence or volatility in the market? Um, and I think the answer was just success in terms of recovery and policy leads to a withdrawal of said policy. And that I think might be an issue for the market in, to, in, in totality, like the successful implementation of monetary policy means that we need to withdraw that monetary policy. And we're running at a, a pace of 120 billion a month of QE purchases just by the Fed. That's an astronomical amount of money that has to get placed every month. And when the flow of that QE stops, there's a question mark on valuations, right? Um, and I think that that's a concern right now in the here and now in the forward looking six months, nobody's talking about when the Fed is going to pull the punch bowl away, so to speak. And I think, you know, in terms of valuation impacts, that probably would be, you know, one of the things that I think can cause turbulence in the second half of the year. Um, it's certainly not a known, you know, nobody knows when or how or in what fashion or what magnitude the Fed will taper purchases, whether the ECB will taper purchases, whether the BOJ will taper purchases. But um, but at some point, if policy is, is successful, the natural consequence of that success is you withdraw the stimulus. Well, I hope that we don't have taper tantrum number two, like we saw back in uh, the middle of 2013. 
that was quite an event for the bond market to deal with. And uh, going back to those kinds of times wouldn't be a welcome uh, sight for sure. What do you think, Jeff? What's the worst thing that would keep you awake at night that didn't go right? Yeah, I mean, in addition to uh, what both uh, Rob and Thomas said, um, you know, it's interesting on the municipal side, it's a quirky asset class. And and the way that investors uh, react to certain information is quirky as well. So uh, where the taxable and the equity markets uh, react to tangible information or uh, tangible projections on the municipal side, uh, it's a lot of hearsay, uh, conjecture and uh, and news articles uh, or what I would classify as headline risk. Um, and if you really look back historically on munis uh, from a credit perspective, um, they've maintained a very solid uh, and stable credit profile. You look at default characteristics of municipals, both from Moody's and S&P, uh, and they're a fraction of what they are on the corporate side. However, when you have these little hiccups in the market, whether that being, and I shouldn't really say COVID's a hiccup, but when you have these events in the market that where people should be flocking to munis uh, like they do to, into treasuries, they flee uh, like all other risk asset classes. And that's kind of where I'm going is uh, the major risk to munis is some type of headline risk that captures the municipal market, uh, at least some segment of it, and causes outflows in the market. What's been a uh, major, and I talked about this previously, a major driver of uh, of spread compression and, and lower yields is the amount of demand uh, in municipal land. And if you look back historically at inflow and outflow charts, outflows coincide directly with negative returns. Every other event, aside from say 2008, which again was a little bit more of a credit event, uh, again, and the reason for that was the uh, elimination of the insurers, the monoline insurers in Muniland, so they had to reassess risk. But aside from that, um, unis are a stable credit and really are just affected by uh, flows uh, in the market and in and, and particular the outflows uh, drive uh, drive negative returns. So that would be my major concern. And again, but the nice thing about that is even though it's a major concern, uh, it's temporary. Uh, and those are usually areas of buying opportunities uh, or to, to put deploy money at, at more advantageous levels relative to the credit risk you're taking. So I'd kind of, that's where I would say is the major risk of unis. Great. Thank you for that insight. And Compson, let's 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 just finish it off in terms of, you know, you know, what would be a real disappointment for you in terms of all the things that we think are going to occur? You know, I think the big disappointment for for me would definitely be, um, you know, this the recovery um, post vaccine. I think that if uh, we weren't, you know, I think, you know, market participants, you know, I think everybody is expecting that. Let's say we have a rollout of the vaccine. Uh, you're going to see kind of economic growth snap back. And so, you know, is there some friction? Is there some event that, uh, you know, causes us not to recover as fast? You know, one thing that really keeps me up at night, even more than than that, is not really any one event. It's it's just a fact that, you know, the markets are more fragile today than they've ever been. You know, valuations, you don't have the valuation cushion at this point. And so, you know, whether it's, you know, a taper tantrum due to, uh, you know, a, you know, tier two Fed speech or, you know, you know, something that, you know, we would seemingly think is um, not a not a huge event and not a not a massive market moving event. You know, at these valuations, anything can really tip the market um, and, and generate some volatility. Now, we think that stimulus will continue and will continue to kind of be around, um, especially during times of volatility. But that doesn't mean that, you know, at these levels, you're not going to see, you know, wobbles in the market. Um, we're looking at that that environment as areas of opportunity for next year. And so, um, you know, I think that the fragility of the market ultimately is, is something that I think 
I worry about more than anything. Okay, so uh, it sounds to me like we're going into 2021 with our eyes wide open and on the balls of our feet, you know, because anything can happen, but we're, we are definitely pulling for a very constructive year. I would like to close by saying that we hope that you enjoy a much happier and indeed a very prosperous 2021. Thank you for listening. Sage Advisory Services is a registered investment advisor that provides investment management services for a variety of institutions and high net worth individuals. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as investment advice or an offer or solicitation with respect to the purchase or sale of any security, strategy, or an investment product. Investors should make their own decisions on investment strategies based on their specific investment objectives and financial circumstances. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. For additional information on Sage and its investment management services, please view our website at www.sageadvisory.com or refer to our form ADV, which is available upon request by calling 512 327 5530.